This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate here. This is Tate Talks, and I'm so excited that you're here for the show today. Coming up on this hour of Tate Talks, what schools are doing across the nation as they face the reality that the doors to the school will be closed for the remainder of the year. Also, in What Moves You, I'll share seven tips for achieving an active lifestyle during this time of social isolation, social distancing, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. Also in the hour, the recipe of the week in my Here's to Your Health segment, followed by Empty Your Cup, this week's guided meditation to relieve your stress and place you in a deep state of calm and peace. Uh, Something that we all benefit from and uh, can definitely use. I'm Jason Tate. You're listening to Tate Talks. This is uh, a health and wellness show. We focus on movement, nutrition, mindfulness, what I call the three pillars. Uh, Of course, there are much more to overall health. Uh, I like to say our total health is what we eat, drink, think, and speak. Uh, And there's so much power to what we say and what we believe, and I get into that into the show as well. So thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to me, Jason Tate. Uh, I am a um, high school pre-med biology teacher by day, uh, functional medicine certified health coach by night. I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a brother, I'm a son, uh, an uncle. There's a, you know, there's a lot to us. We all have uh, a lot of titles and names on our heads, and there's a lot that we do. And so in this hour and the second hour of Tate Talks, uh, I'll be talking a lot about uh, what's new and what's different and how we're adapting uh, to this new world with the reality of coronavirus COVID-19. So uh, without further ado, let me jump right into some tips to getting an active lifestyle right now during this uh, coronavirus era that we're in. So one of the top tips, and there's seven that I'm gonna share with you right now. So the first tip is to emphasize fun, okay, fun. What is something that you love to do? Whether it's music, uh, birding, friends, trampolines, books, you can shape your activity plan around the things that you love. Walk to and from a spot where you can listen to the birds every day, uh, explore um, local library, well, explore libraries digitally, uh, uh, and take the stairs when you can. Uh, If you have a chance to visit with your friends, visit with your friends uh, through Skype and Zoom and Google um, messaging service. Like there's so many different ways to uh, engage with your friends and have fun. Uh, I actually um, met a friend for a beer the other night uh, through Zoom, and I just sat on my front uh, courtyard and 
you know, had a beer and we talked and he was on his and, you know, it was really nice uh, to reach out and see somebody's face and hear their voice and talk to them in that way. So that, that connection. So emphasizing fun and make the things that you love part of your activity plan. Um, so that's uh, tip number one. Tip number two, attach your activity to habits, uh, such as taking a walk after dinner. This is a really great activity to do with your family. Uh, if you are living with people right now and you're all social distancing, uh, you can be together. After you have dinner together, go for a nice little walk. Um, it's so powerful to be outside and to be among nature. And it's also really good for digestion. Not only is this a good habit just to get some blood flow, but it's really good for digestion and supporting digestion with the meal. Don't run. <laughs> Don't go swimming, <laughs> but go for a walk. Uh, that's really good for you. Um, whether you like to go, uh, cook dinner, get the mail, uh, brush your teeth, any habit can be an opportunity to move. I was talking with my brother on a previous show, and you know he talked about uh, using, you know, while you're brushing your teeth, an opportunity to do squats or lunges, you know, instead of just standing there. This is a great opportunity for you to get some movement in your day. Uh, try doing a one-minute wall sit every time you brush your teeth. Uh, or practice dance steps while you're cooking dinner in the kitchen. Uh, and listening to music, have some fun with it. So this is another great tip, uh, tip number two. Tip number three, involve others. Chances are your friends and family and coworkers, they want to be more active too. So find ways to get together with them digitally and remotely so that you can do this. There's so many different exercise applications and videos out there and uh, Netflix parties. And <laughs> there's just a lot of opportunity and so much creativity out there uh, in the world for us to be able to connect and involve others and stay together. You can also add audio. This is tip number four. Uh, music is central to what it is to be human. Um, and I've always said that a drum beat is something that is really um, core. A lot of people do love drum beat. I find more people love drum beat than don't. And what I've heard and researched and learned and listened and experienced myself is there's something to that boom, 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 drum beat because that's the first music that you hear when you're developing as an infant, you know, as a um, embryo and into a fetus inside your mother's womb is you're hearing her heartbeat. And so there's this uh, primal uh, desire and, uh, you know, we're attuned to a heartbeat or a drum beat, uh, if you will. So adding audio, I love music um, and I listen to music any chance I get everywhere I go in my car, uh, working at my computer, even uh, at home. We're having now, and I'll share a little bit later in the show, by the way, recipe of the week came from uh, what my family's doing now is on every Sunday we're doing some kind of a cultural dinner. So uh, a, a new type of meal from a new part of the world. And so we did foods from the Southeast uh, Asia. And uh, I'll be sharing a recipe that we tried from there. And it was so good. And so what I did was I played music. 
um, you know, from that part of the world. And this is something that I've done in my classroom when I hold food culture labs in the classroom. And so it's a lot of fun. Add, add audio to your life and be inventive. Okay. Tip number, what is this? Tip number five. Rather than thinking of movement or calisthenics or a workout, challenge yourself to be inventive with your own active living. Do an extra lap uh, around the grocery store. Actually, maybe not that. Um, uh, maybe in the parking lot <laughs> before you get to your car. Uh, and, and park farther away so that you get those extra steps. Um, you know, there was one of my, I think it was my first show I ever did. I, I was talking with Dr. Joe Sugar, and we said that there should be uh, an area of, of the parking lot called the healthy parking where it's all covered and beautiful and these are the most desirable parking spots, but they're the furthest away. Um, and especially when you live in the desert, like I live here in, in the Coachella Valley, we're all looking for covered parking come summertime. And uh, yeah, I think that would be good to have some covered parking further away so that you can walk over to the grocery store from there. Um, so be inventive, uh, be creative, and have some fun. Add some audio. Two more, be forgiving. If you have a sedentary, a sedentary day, let it go. Forgive yourself. Don't go and overwork the next day and punish yourself and try and think that you've got to make up for it. You know, forgive yourself and just get back on the horse. Get back into the habit of doing it. Um, there's a saying by Carrie Latette who says that walking is the most ancient exercise and still the best modern exercise. So do that walk after dinner. Uh, and another Tip, a really great one, is to track your progress. Using a pedometer app on your phone or purchasing a pedometer or a Fitbit or whatever, track your progress. Uh, monitor your heart rate. Track your steps. This is a really great way for you to realize what you're doing and what you're not doing. Uh, I wore a Fitbit for a long time, and I was just amazed how my daily life, I wasn't getting a ton of steps. And so I had to add to that. I had to go out and seek more and do more. So yeah, that's, uh, those are some nice little tips for you. Um, also with, uh, exercise, there's some important key, uh, things to think about. Moderate to regular physical activity will help your immune system. It raises the levels of infection-fighting white blood cells and antibodies. This increases circulation throughout the body, uh, also, exercise decreases your stress hormones, such as cortisol. And a personalized exercise program can be designed even during your homestay or your quarantine or, or social distancing. And you can use features in your home environment, including apps, the internet, technology, and take the opportunity to experience the calming immune supportive effects of being in nature. Uh, while at the same time, social distancing. So if you can get outside, uh, that's highly recommended. I still um, get over and do either a walk or a run, or I get over to the park. And if there's no one there, uh, which there isn't now because it's pretty hot, but I'll go and shoot hoops by myself at the park. Um, and, you know, I, I was a little surprised the other day. Somebody came up to me they were on another basket and they came, they started walking towards me and said, Hey, you want to get a game? I said, no, thanks. <laughs> and normally I, I wouldn't 
play a game anyway with somebody because I just like to go work on my own routine and work on my shot. But um, I do miss that. I do miss playing with the guys on Saturday morning. Uh, there used to be a big gathering uh, of guys that play every Saturday morning. And so I do miss that. But it'll be a while. It'll be a while. So physical activity is so important, improving immune function. But there are some other things to th- to think about and consider, and I'll be sharing with you in a moment, that it's not always good to be super highly physically active. In fact, there are some activities and there are some levels of uh, intense exercise that are actually detrimental to your health. So make sure that you um, hear what I have to say. I'll be sharing this in just a few minutes that it's so important for you to Uh, understand where you are physically, understand where you are with your exercise routine and be able to fit that. Or even if you have a very sedentary life, start to incrementally increase and do more exercise. So (laughs) coming up, (laughs) I have the recipe of the week and your weekly meditation. Jason Tate. You're listening to Tate Talks. Stay right there. and wellness conversation from A to Z. This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio with Jason Tate. Jason Tate here on Tate Talks. Thank you for listening. I am so excited to be here to share information with you with regard to health and wellness during this time, this pandemic time and social distancing with COVID-19 coronavirus. There's so much going on in the world right now and yet we have so much to learn from this opportunity. And yeah, I'm calling it an opportunity. This is an opportunity for us to be uh, creative and ingenious and to take a deeper investment into our own health. Uh, I was just sharing about physical activity and exercise. And I, you know, I, I understand everyone understands that exercise is beneficial. Uh, and my argument has always been you know, not to just put kids or put students or put, you know, adults in an exercise program, but teach them why and how it works instead of just the what, uh, because what is just so low level as far as thinking. And and people aren't inspired by the what. Yeah, yeah, I know I'm supposed to walk or I know I'm supposed to run. But then you ask them why, like, what does it do inside the body for them? And most people have no idea. And when you do understand the benefits, it really does help you along as far as committing to an exercise routine and doing something with that. So that being said, 
if you are highly active and fit, then during this time right now, it's it's okay for you, obviously, to keep up with this regular fitness program that is a high-energy fitness program. However, if you're normally not <laughs> active and fit, it's not good. It's actually detrimental to your immune system to go out and just start exercising really hard. Um, so, and this is coming from information uh, from the functional medicine Institute for Functional Medicine, and there's just general physician knowledge as well, exercise science. Be careful. Uh, and, and so I was also, um, to backtrack a little bit, uh, studying immunology uh, through the Institute for Functional Medicine, and this was coming up again and again and again, high-intensity exercise. Even, even athletes that are in really great shape uh, after really intense exercise, their immune systems are compromised. And if there's ever a time uh, to have an immune system that is compromised, you definitely don't want that now. So um, exercise, get some movement in, but don't overdo it. Don't push yourself to the brink of exhaustion because you're actually damaging your uh, immune system. So that's what I have to say about that. Uh, I'm going to move on and let you know the recipe of the week. This is Here's to Your Health. Uh, and I got this recipe, my family got this recipe from Minimalist Baker. Uh, it's one of our favorites. In fact, it's our kind of our go-to. Um, and so I my family and I are, are doing theme dinners on Sundays now, and, and we're doing Taco Tuesdays, and we're making homemade pizzas on Fridays, and you know we're just having fun uh, with this time, and it's been so nice here uh, in the desert to be able to eat outside in the evenings with the family, so that's been nice as well. But um, this past Sunday, we did kind of an Asian theme. Uh, my, my daughter made spring rolls with rice paper, and we made this easy vegan fried rice and you find this on minimalist baker and that's minimalistbaker.com and if you just type in fried rice uh, there's a bunch of different rice recipes that come up but this one easy vegan fried rice is so good 10 ingredients vegan fried rice loaded with vegetables crispy baked tofu and tons of flavor it was so good <laughs> and i mixed it actually with a uh, like a coleslaw salad, an Asian coleslaw that we did, uh, and it was so good. So uh, this, the prep time on this is about 15 minutes. The cook time, an hour, so a total of an hour and 15 minutes. Um, there's rice and there's vegetables. There's a sauce that you prepare. Um, extra firm tofu is in here. Short, <clears throat> long or short grain brown rice. Uh, four cloves of garlic one cup of chopped green onion. You've got peas and carrots. There's uh, The sauce has tamari or soy sauce. Um, there's a tablespoon of peanut butter actually in this as well. A tablespoon of organic brown sugar. I think um, we cut that in half. There's two to three tablespoons. I think we did that in half. Um, one clove of garlic, chili garlic sauce, and then a teaspoon of toasted sesame oil. You can find this recipe on minimalistbaker.com. The instructions are lengthy, <laughs> uh, but I do highly recommend this. We, we loved it with our Asian-themed dinner. And with that, you want to make sure that you're getting a lot of vegetables right now, fruits and vegetables, or really a lot of vegetables. 
Um, there's some amazing amount of benefit from these polyphenols, they call them. And, and um, now is the time that we want to boost our immune systems. So make sure that you're getting your veggies. I'll invite you to uh, stay tuned. And coming up in the hour, I have some of the benefits of meditation. And I'll be guiding you right now through a very powerful breathing and relaxation technique that I learned um, some of these elements from the Centers for Mind-Body Medicine. And they are cmbm.org. Stay with me here on Tate Talks. I'll be doing the meditation. It's good for your mind and body. It's part of the discussion on Tate Talks. From iHub Radio, here's Jason Tate. This is Jason Tate. You're listening to Tate Talks. I'm so excited that you're here. Remember to follow me on Facebook. Uh, just search up Jason Tate, J-A-S-O-N-T-A-T-E. Uh, request and I will add you. And you can get uh, updates for the show and links to uh, recipes and anything, any of the other things that I'm working on. Uh, you also get uh, reminders to listen, and um, it's just a great way to stay in touch. And if you have any questions or you'd like me to cover anything on the show, or you you yourself would like to be on the show, uh, reach out to me through Facebook, Jason Tate. All right, so uh, meditation, mindfulness. This is such a key element. Uh, in what I call the three pillars of wellness, movement, nutrition, and mindfulness or mental health. This one, I believe, underpins all of the others. And what I've done in my classroom, I am a classroom teacher, and what I do in the classroom is I lead meditation and guided imagery and breathing relaxation technique. Um, and I've learned so many different techniques of meditation, the different types of meditation over the years, uh, that it's a great time and a great opportunity for me to share that with you here. So um, this past week, I've been leading meditation with my students and it's been a really great opportunity uh, to just kind of bring some peace and serenity in kind of a chaotic world right now. So through this breathing relaxation technique, um, I'll just have you listen and follow my voice. And um, what can happen if you participate is an actual physiological change in your body, um, what we call the disengaging of the sympathetic fight or flight response and engaging the parasympathetic rest and digest. And I'm talking about your nervous system that is also linked and connected to your endocrine system, which is your stress and hormones. And we can even decrease your um, heart rate, your blood pressure, and improve immune function and digestion all through meditation. So I'll teach you a breathing technique and 
a mantra, some mantras for meditation during this segment right now. But before that, empty your cup. My weekly uh, mindfulness quote and inspiration, the more regularly and more deeply you meditate, the sooner you will find yourself acting always from a center of inner peace. This is by J. Donald Walters. So for the meditation, I highly recommend that you listen to um, some type of soothing meditative music, or you can just listen to my voice. I promise I'll be nice and soothing for you. Um, and I also recommend that you uh, find a nice, comfortable seated position, uh, maybe even leaning back in a chair, uh, and you can even lie down uh, on the floor, a rug, on your bed, and just listen and follow along. It's very common during meditation, a lot of people say, oh, I can't meditate, I can't stop the voices in my head. We all have that. Um, I have that too. <laughs> we call it monkey mind uh, in the meditative world. And so it's common, but it's okay. And so here's what I, what I tell people um, to be able to quiet the monkey mind and just kind of ignore it, if you will. It's kind of like if you're standing outside and there's a breeze, I'm not talking like gale force winds, hurricane status. I'm talking there's a breeze. And you could either pay attention to it and, and keep it consciously in your mind like, oh, wow, it, it's there's a breeze right now. Or you can just be focused on something else and not give it any attention and you don't feel it anymore. Does it mean that the breeze went away? No. It just means that you're not giving it any conscious attention so what happens with this type of meditation I'll take you through called concentrative meditation, you're not paying attention to these other voices, to the noises around you. Um, and when you get to a point to where you're an experienced meditator, you can be on a crowded subway and meditate. Um, I often meditate when I fly in airplanes. Uh, it's a great opportunity for me to do deep, long meditation, um, not sleep but just meditation in what I call the dream weaver state, that state before you're fully asleep, but you're not like quite fully, totally awake. And you actually get to weave and create and work on your own dreams and work on your life, uh, organizing and that type of thing. So that's more advanced stuff. Uh, that's another show, another day. So nice, calm, uh, relaxed place to sit down, lie down, and I will guide you through this. So I recommend and invite you to close your eyes right now and just lean back and take a nice deep breath, nice big deep breath into your nose. Mm, long, slow exhale. Another big deep breath in through your nose. Eyes are closed. Long, slow exhale. Now I'm going to do a counting breath. I'll be breathing in for four seconds, holding the breath at the top and exhaling for six seconds. For my count, breathing in for one, two, three, four, hold. Exhaling one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, three, 
four, hold, exhaling one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, three, four, hold, exhaling one, two, three, four, five, six. Breathing and counting on your own now, finding a nice, calm, relaxing breath in through your nose and either out through your nose or out through your mouth, whatever you feel like doing right now. With your eyes closed, listening only to my voice, focusing on your breath, thinking about the top of your head, the crown, feel it. Imagine it. Imagine something warm, like warm water or warm sunshine, just touching the top of your head. And as that warmth grows and moves and transforms and transcends, moving across your scalp, down across your forehead, down to the back of your head, slowly, gently moving down to your eyes, this warmth and relaxation calming, relaxing the muscles around your eyes, allowing this warmth and peace and relaxation to move down into your cheeks, face, relaxing the muscles of the face down to your jaw, letting your jaw just hang and relax. Many people clench their jaws even in meditation, just let it go. No need to do that. Listening only to my voice, only to your breath. This peace, calm, relaxation moving down into your neck and shoulders. And now moving down into your arms. Repeating this mantra in your mind after me. My arms are warm and heavy. I am at peace. My arms are warm and heavy. I am at peace. My arms are warm and heavy. I am at peace. Allowing this warmth and calm relaxation moving into your chest. Your heart is beating, boom, boom, boom. Steady, calm, and strong. Repeating this mantra after me. My heartbeat is calm and strong. I am at peace. My heartbeat is calm and strong. 
I am at peace. One more time. My heartbeat is calm and strong. I am at peace. Noticing now that you are at peace, that you are relaxed. Arms are warm and heavy. Heartbeat is calm and strong. Even your legs, warm and heavy. Knowing that you can go to this place, that you can do this mantra, you can breathe just like this. Quiet the noise. Just go inside. Take a break. Rest. Rest your heart. Rest your mind. Allow yourself to become here again. Calm, peaceful. Taking a nice deep breath in through your nose, filling up your lungs. Long, slow exhale as you gently let your eyelids rise. Eyelids rising. Now you're breathing normally back into this conscious state. Certainly hope that this was relaxing for you, that you were able to go into that six-minute meditation. That was a very fast one. Um, I'm really enjoying um, reaching out to my students, and I just started tomorrow, actually, I'll start daily meditation with my students um, for about 30 minutes. So 10 minutes of setting up uh, the meditation and waiting for people to join my Zoom class, and then I'll do a nice 20-minute uh, deep meditation. So such a great time for us to contemplate and meditate and be peaceful and calm and then kind of go back to the world with a new sense. Still to come on Tate Talks, what are schools doing now that doors are shut for the rest of the school year? I'll let you know what I'm doing uh, and what others are doing as well. Stay with us here on Tate Talks. Inspiring you with the tools and knowledge to make the necessary changes to live life optimally. This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio. You're listening to Tate Talks. My name is Jason Tate. Thank you so much for joining in the conversation. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at tatetalks.radio, where I post pictures and updates on the show. You can ask questions. Yeah, it's just a great place to uh, stay in touch and stay tuned in to Tate Talks. So 
We also are found, uh, by the way, on all of the podcasts. So Spotify, iTunes, uh, you can subscribe there uh, and catch the shows if you're not able to catch them or you want to share them with a friend or, wow, that was awesome. I, I want to hear that again. <laughs> Usually by Tuesday, uh, the day, a couple days after the show uh, airs on, on Sunday today, then uh, you'll be able to catch them on podcasts. So so they can be held there for uh, forever, for posterity. So uh, right now, uh, I want to talk about what schools are doing uh, now that the reality is set in that school classrooms and schools themselves will be closed for the rest of the uh, school year. Um, and I knew this was coming. Uh, I don't know, the writing was on the wall. Even when we closed school uh, here in the Riverside County on March 13th, um, believe it or not, Friday the 13th, <laughs> which was uh, really kind of interesting uh, if you're into numerology. But so, yeah, Friday, March 13th was the last day of school uh, here in Riverside County and through a lot of different counties. And some schools across the country even closed before then. Um, you know, and there was a talk about, oh, you know, we'll, we'll close for three weeks. And then three weeks became five weeks. And then it just moved on. And, and, and the writing was on the wall. So it's no huge surprise um, that schools are closed right now for the rest of the school year. And I teach uh, in high school. So I teach ninth through 12th grade. And, you know, it's, it's a different age group. And my daughter is in middle school. Um, she's in seventh grade. And so I do get emails from her teachers on what they're doing. So it's it's so wonderful that there is technology out there and the companies that have really stepped up uh, to the plate to provide distance learning. Um, companies like Zoom providing free premium accounts if you're a teacher. How awesome is that? Thank you, Zoom. Uh, you guys are heroes in doing that. And I know, you know, there's all this uh, talk about, oh, it's it's not secure. It's not this. You know, they're, they're working on it. They've never had so many people uh, on Zoom. And, you know, give them a break. Uh, and they're, they're doing great stuff. Um, Google has already, you know, they've already been stepping up to the plate. I, my entire class, my whole school year was a Google digital class. So when we went to online school, I was like, yeah, I already do that. Um, so it wasn't that big a deal. The challenge is really, uh, for students who don't have access, uh, to internet and don't have devices. Um, even though in our district, uh, we check out Chromebooks, Google Chromebooks, like they are actual textbooks. And every one of my students um, has a Google Chromebook. Um, the issue is a couplefold. One, um, internet availability, Wi-Fi, that type of thing. And then the other is motivation, I got to tell you. <laughs> uh, a lot of my students just, you know, they, they needed a, we all kind of need a break because we work really hard. And when that break came, uh, a lot of my students, I feel like they got into the habit of being on break. And as the school year is coming to a close and they realize they're not going to be coming back into campus and they're going to be scrambling to try and raise their grades. So uh, what's happening with seniors and graduation? Um, we're at our school and at many schools, we're moving to a some form of a digital graduation ceremony to try and honor the graduates that way. 
Um, my health academy does a white coat, uh, white lab coat ceremony at the end of the school year for the seniors, the top seniors who have met the requirements and they get silk cords and they get laboratory white coats. And that's a huge ordeal. And we have doctors come and coat the kids and we have guest speakers. And it's just a really amazing opportunity that they don't get to have this year. So again, we are working in creative ways to honor these graduates. And I'm already hearing whispers of schools that are planning on holding their graduation ceremonies as out in December. You know, they're just saying, you know, we'll do in December. You guys, you know, we'll, we'll do something here. You guys will graduate, uh, get prepared and go to college. And during the winter break that the college students uh, are usually back home, we'll hold the graduation then. Uh, and this is something that I even recommended um, early on when I knew the schools were going to be closing for the rest of the school year. And I teach a lot of seniors. And I said, you know what, we'll, we'll do it in December. Honestly, it's it's not that big a deal. And, and I know it is a big deal because you know, you've been counting on this, you've been waiting for this, and it's a big deal for your family. But, you know, this is just an adaptation that we'll do. So get over it, move on. We'll come back in December and we'll, you know, we'll pop off a bunch of fireworks and we'll have a huge graduation ceremony. Um, unless, <laughs> unless we haven't got our stuff figured out uh, and we're still uh, battling this thing um, in December, which anything is possible. So um, schools are, so what I'm doing with my classes, I do a Zoom class um, almost every day uh, for each of my class periods. And there's also teacher meetings that are occurring one day a week um, in my district as well. But, you know, it's, it's great to check in with, the, with my students and hear their voices. And sometimes they let me see their faces. Um, my teenage students are really shy. Some of them are, some of them aren't. And uh, I, I really, God, I just miss them so much. I really do. And, um, and so it's, it's a great opportunity for for me to, to work with them that way. And of course I'm sending them assignments, but it's a challenge because right now not everybody has access. So the assignments that I create, and this is the case for all the teachers, at least across this district, the assignments we're creating, they are <clears throat> for lack of better term, voluntary. Uh, we can't do any mandatory assignments right now. Um, and where I feel like that's, going to change is next school year, we'll have to prepare for something like this so that uh, when and if school gets closed again for any length of time, we'll be able to just dive right into an online class and keep the wheels turning. So right now we're just kind of uh, doing the best we can with what we have, which is, which is nothing wrong with that. So Praise to all the teachers, and I have to give a shout out to one of my daughter's teachers, actually two of my daughter's teachers, um, Mr. Wood and Mrs. Farachi over at uh, Palm Desert Charter Middle School. Um, such amazing communication with the students and with the parents. Thank you so much for putting together these incredible lesson plans for my daughter and for all of your students. So thank you so much. This has been an information-packed hour. But there's more. Stay tuned as I interview a doctor friend of mine in the next hour of Tate Talks. She's a, a cancer physician and a public health specialist. 
can't wait for you to meet her. Stay with us right here on Tate Talks.